This is the Reverend DeForest L. Raphael, and I am the pastor of the African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church on the Hill. We are located at 975 St. Nicholas Avenue between West 159th and 160th Street in the village of Harlem. I hope you enjoy this sermon. He asked them, what things? What things? And they replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be crucified, condemned to death. But we had hoped, but we had hoped, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. For a few moments from this subject, when hope falters, when hope falters, This scene on a road to Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, two disciples trying to make sense of the things that had happened over the last three or so days. People who had hope dashed. Expecting something to happen that did not happen as they expected. People who suffer under systems of oppression People who find themselves pushed to the margins. These are also people who live with a dogged hope. A dogged anticipation that their liberation is not far off. They can't always see it. They can't grasp it. They aren't receiving the fruits of it. But they hope nonetheless. And when Jesus came along at this crucial hour for the people of Israel, they hoped that he was the one. The one long promised. The one promised to them through the laws and the prophets. And he had done powerful things, things that no one had ever seen before. He had brought dead folks back to life. He spoke words 
that perhaps were the same words that others had spoken, but they had a new kind of resonance, a new power, a new sense of urgency. And they knew him to be a man that was righteous and fearless. And so they thought, they believed, they hoped, sometimes against hope, that this was the one. And I'm reminded of that line, Cecily Tyson's line. She says, is you the one? You the one. Miss Jane Pittman. But they thought that Jesus was the one. And so something terrible happened. Even though he had warned them that this was going to happen, it was a terrible event, one that they were not able to actually understand. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't wrap their heads around it. How their chief priests, how their leaders had handed him over to be condemned by Rome and crucified. And not just that, earlier in the day there was this word from some of the women that are among their groups that had said that they had gone to the tomb to prepare his body properly for a burial, but when they got there, he was gone. There are varying accounts of what that empty tomb was. Nobody actually saw the physical rising of Jesus from the dead, but they knew that where they had put him. And when they went there, some people said they saw an angel. Some thought they saw two angels. Somebody thought they saw a gardener, but whatever it was that they thought they saw, it wasn't the one that they expected. And so they live in this tension that the hope that they had laid so much of their sense of and on was now dead. What do you do when hope fades? What do you do when the things upon which you have trusted fall away? What do you do when your bedrock notion of what is right and is wrong is cast aside? What do you do when your hope falters? Mm -hmm. These two men decided there's too much going on here. I, I don't know what to do with all of this. So they said, listen, we're going to go for a walk. And you know, sometimes a good walk can be just the thing you need when you want to clear your head. Right. I don't know about you, I love to drive. <laughs> and I know that a good long drive, I can clear my head, watch the scenes play out before me, just, just to get away. So off they walked seven miles to a town called Emmaus. 
And on this road, someone walked up alongside of them that the text tells us was Jesus, the one in whom they had hoped. But they couldn't see him. You know, grief can blind you. Anger and resentment and disappointment, hopelessness can blind you. You can be looking right at it and can't see it because of the filters, the scales, if you will, that form over your eyes. What do you do when your hope falters? They must live in the tension. You must live in the tension. We must live in the tension. You know, there are things, don't think for one second, that people who proclaim the living God don't have doubts of their own. I don't know a preacher worth his or her salt that hasn't come up against the realities of this world that make them question everything they read in this Bible. Causes them to say, but I had hoped that he was the one. I had hoped that God was going to make a way out of no way. My grandmama used to say it. But this way that I'm looking at, this no way that I'm looking at, I, I don't know what to do with it. I, my grandmama used to talk to me about the Lord making a way out of no way, but, 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 but I can't see it. And so there are moments when you find yourself faltering and wondering if indeed God is God. But not just them then, but us now. We have a hope. Yes, our hope is that, that justice will roll down like mighty waters, and that which was crooked will be made straight, and that mountains will kneel down and valleys will stand up. But in the meantime, we're dealing with so many horrors that seem to happen on such a daily basis that we find ourselves almost immune. You can't keep up with all the shootings in houses of worship where people go to pray and to lay their troubles down come trusting and opening their arms to those who they know and those who they do not know. And some twisted mind, some broken soul, some sick and twisted brother or sister will pull out a gun or a knife or a rifle and have your worship service turned inside out and upside down. Black people in America have hoped that America would live up to what it said on paper. Oh, you remember what they call watch night during that time when we, we were told that, 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 it, that at any moment Abraham Lincoln was going to sign the Emancipation Proclamation. We hoped that the things that we had suffered for, 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 for more than a couple of hundred years would suddenly come to an end. We hoped that America would do what America said it would do, but it didn't last long. I remember on November 8th, 
or was it November 4th in 2008? I cried like a baby. And California went for Barack Hussein Obama. Grown man crying, weeping like a child because I thought maybe, just maybe, I didn't have any you know, I, I, I wasn't operating under the notion that all of a sudden everything that was wrong was going to be right. But, but I thought that we had begun, at least begun to turn a corner. But it didn't last. They even mocked his hope and his change. How's that hopey, changey thing working out for you? In 2016, I don't know about you, but weren't you disappointed? Yeah. Disappointment is a part of life. Mm -hmm. Disappointment is the thing that will make you sometimes want to just give up. But you got to hold on. You got to do what these two stalwart followers of the gospel did. They, they went for a walk. They talked it out. You know, that's what religion is. That's what good religion is. You talk out what's going on in your life. You, 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 you read the text. You, 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 you spend time on your knees. You struggle with the realities of your life, the things that tell you one thing when the world is telling you something else, and you work it out. No platitudes are sufficient. No, everything going to be all right. No, sometimes everything ain't all right. And you got to be able to work it out with your religion. You got to be able to have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. He will hear you by and by. No, we don't know what that by and by is. That by and by seems to be so long. They, 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 they can't, can't get here quick enough. But, 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 but you got to have it out. You got to talk about it. You got to, you got to talk to the Lord. You got to say, you told me to hold on to you. I'm holding on. But things ain't going the way I want them to go. Things ain't going the way I know you want them to go. Lord, where are you? People who believe that they can't have a conversation with the scripture, can't ask questions of God. You got a God you can't question. You got the wrong one. Didn't he say, come, let us reason together. God gave you a mind, wants you to use your mind, not to sacrifice your mind on the altar of blind belief. God gave you a question to ask, and you ought to be able to ask the question. So you got to work it out. So yes, and yet, yet, and yet we still have this deep hope that America will somehow right itself. We've held that hope from 1619 until this very day. Hoping that perhaps some kind of miraculous change would take place. But you know, when you deal with disappointment, if you aren't careful, you will be blinded to the fact that God will take your disappointment and turn it into an appointment. To take that which was broken and yet make you whole in the midst of your brokenness. So one of the things that you know the, 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 the Jews do, they, they, the, the Hebrews do when they sit down, they always say they always have a table set for somebody that's not there. 
I think it's a table set, a place set for Elijah. You need to always make room for God. In the midst of your struggles, you need to make room for God. You, in the midst of your trials and tribulations, don't leave God out. I, I, I know what the world says. I, I know what's going on in your lives. I, I know what's going on in my life. I, I see it all around me. And, I, and, 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 and at moments when I cannot sleep at night, I'm reminded you got to make room for God, boy. You got to make room that God might do something miraculous in your life. You got to make room that God may somehow come along and remind you that you are his and that he is yours and that God all by God's self can make a way out of no way. God can make highways, four-lane highways out of no way. That is the legacy of hope. A hope that sometimes fades, a hope that gets dusty, a hope that gets, get, that, 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 that gets thrown out. A hope that gets dismissed and marginalized the way you are marginalized. But a hope that can hold you when you can't hold yourself. Oh, I'm thankful to God that, 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 that if I ever lose my grip on God, I trust, I believe, Lord, help thou my unbelief that you will not lose your grip on me. Things that we hope for. Things that the people wish for, not, not just their own selfish individual needs, but the needs of a collective. You know, the thing between, the thing, the, one of the differences that I, that I sometimes find myself experiencing is that, that, that there are some people who only hope for themselves. They don't care about anybody else. But I know that that's, that's not a real hope. That's a, that's a, that's a, a dangerous hope. That's a, a narrow-minded hope. But that when you hope not just for yourself, but for your fellows, when you hope for, your, for, for the women and the men in your life, the children, even if you hope for those who do not hope for you, that God can bless that hope. Sadness is a state that will linger. But don't let the sadness in your life cripple you to the possibility that joy comes in Woo. the morning. Oh, yes. oh it, it, it might take a long time. You know, sometimes it, 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 just, it seems the night is so long. The, the night is so dark. The night is so precarious. The, the hellhounds stand at the, out, at, 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 at the, at the, at the, precincts in our life and wail waiting for us to stick our heads out of the door but just hold on every valley shall be exalted every mountain shall be brought low the hills the crooked shall be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together so don't let sadness block your ability to see God walking right next to you I mean, he walked right up next to him, but they couldn't see him. You know, and, and, and they said this, they said this, and we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. What are you hoping for this morning? What do you hope God does in your life? 
Very often the things that God does in our lives are things that we can't see because we're busy looking for it to come in a particular way and God is doing what God is doing in another way. We're looking over here and the Lord is showing up on the other side. It doesn't mean that redemption is not yours. It doesn't mean that the blessings of Almighty God are not yours, but it does mean that sometimes you got to let go of what you think is a blessing and cleave to what you might think is somehow less than a blessing. Somebody said, no matter what goes on God is good anyhow hold on hold on and you know even when you can't hold on know that somebody something is holding on for you yeah I'm telling you this morning that I know there are moments when the grip slips but I want you to know this morning, brothers and sisters of the Most High God, that God's grip is gentle, yet firm. Oh, when he holds you, it's a softness. It's, it's a, it's a, but don't think because it's soft that it's weak. I mean, he, he holds the little bitty baby in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. Know that when hope falters, God is more than hope. And is already making a way for you. You know, we look for it, we, we, we hope for it, we, we think it's going to come, and, and, and we don't always know that, that, that we don't recognize it when it shows up because we're busy looking for something else. The possibility of Jesus walking right next to you. Imagine that. I mean, have you ever encountered an angel in your life? Someone who you did not know. I'm not talking about your mama or your grandmama, your sisters or your brothers. I'm not talking about from some stranger, some stinking, funky stranger on a subway who may very well be an angel of the Most High. Telling you that even though I am what you see, yes, I stink. I ain't been near no water and no soap in months. These clothes are falling all off of me, and yet just the way I am, just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bids me come to thee, O Lamb of God. I come, I come, broken and wounded, bent low, and yet in spite of outside circumstances, God has made him an angel. God has made you an angel. So my brothers and my sisters, you don't know what God might be doing right now. You know, I mean, you know, trying to maintain a church building is an awesome responsibility. And, you know, like, I mean, bills come so much more quickly than the offerings come. You know, and you start to throw your hands up just when you think you got one thing settled, four or five other things show up and you can't sleep at night. You, you're wondering if, it, if, if, if it's going to be warm enough in the church. You, you, you're wondering if the light's going to be on. You, you're wondering who, who might show up or who might not show up. And you got all these things on your mind and you lose the sight of God operating in the midst of our lack. God shows up when you need him. Oh, if things are going well, we might think we don't need him because we, we have a way of thinking that every time things don't just, wrap, uh, don't just operate the way we want them to, that God is absent. But no, I'm telling you that there are times when your brokenness ought to be a clue. That when you don't know what to do, stop, be still, and know that God is God. 
When your faith falters, hold on a little longer. That faith that falters yesterday may be the faith that saves tomorrow. Just hold on a little bit longer. You don't know what God is doing in your life. In the midst of the circumstances that bring you low, God is applying the lowness of your life to put you, set you up on a high mountaintop. All forms of religion ought to be scrutinized. All thoughts of God ought to be scrutinized. But we also ought to recognize that there are some things about what God does in the world that are beyond our ability to understand. And though when we find ourselves unable to make sense out of it, know that God has already figured it out. And that God is just fixing us, preparing us, making us, molding us, using the furnaces of our lives, not to destroy us, but to, but to steal us, to strengthen us, S-T-E-E-L, not S-T-E-A-L, to steal us, to strengthen us, to make you stronger, to make you able to withstand the, 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 the blows of this world, toughening you up so that you will be able to withstand that in with nobody loves you, it won't matter if nobody loves you because you know that God loves you. And that if you are all by yourself, you and if, but if God is with you when you're all by yourself, you're already in the majority. Just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, my children. Hold on, my brothers. Hold on, my sisters. Yes, use your disappointment as an object lesson about how good God is. You may lay down your head full, your pillows soaked with tears on a Friday afternoon, Friday evening, but you might wake up on a Sunday morning with joy, joy, unspeakable joy. You don't know where it came from. You don't know how it got there. You don't know where it's going to take you. But all you do know is that if God before you, nothing in the world can be against you. If the Lord knows you, it doesn't matter who does not know you, but you are already held. Because God can make a way in the midst of no way. God can be your rock when your own faith falters. God can be your leaning post when your hopes falter and fail. God will use that very thing that you thought was going to kill you as the thing that makes you whole. When hope falters. Amen. Yet I don't know how it's going to work out, but I trust uh-huh. 
that it will work out. I mean, even if it don't work out the way I want it to work out, that ain't that don't matter. Even if the whole thing falls apart, that doesn't matter because I know that this earthly tabernacle you got for a minute, and then it's gone. So my hope ain't in this body. My hope is in Christ. And when your hope is in Christ, you can say it is well. Yes, it is well. It is well in this room with my soul. So anyone that can give me your hand, give God your heart, come now. enjoyed this sermon, if you have questions or just need a prayer, feel free to email us at Hill at gmail.com. That's Hill at gmail.com. We're located at 975 St. Nicholas Avenue between West 159th and 160th Street. You are always, let me repeat, always welcome here.